Welcome to season four of the Rooted in God's Word podcast. I am Becky Meyerson, and I am so glad that you are here. This season is all about everyday women praying for the ones we love and the issues of life with a heart filled with faith, truth, and God's Word. Do you ever take time to pray and can't seem to find the words? Do you forget to pray for the main issues of life and the people you love? Me too! Do you feel like your prayers are limited and not as effective as they could be? Or have you become lazy in prayer or lost heart? I understand. Just like you, I know prayer is important, but life gets busy, I get discouraged, and my best intentions disappear. That is about to change. Get ready for a supercharge into your prayer life. This podcast season corresponds with a study guide now available on my website called Pray and Don't Lose Heart. Working through this study guide will help you develop a plan to become re-energized in prayer. Follow the link in the bio to purchase this study guide. I have invited my friend Pamela Nelson to co-host this podcast season with me. Pamela is an ordained pastor, senior spiritual director, certified biblical counselor, and certified life coach. Pamela lives in Montana, a place she calls three miles from heaven. And I live in Minnesota, the land of lakes, forests, and family farms. Today, we each have our cup of coffee at our desks. Our hearts are connected even though we are a little over a thousand miles apart. And we are looking forward to spending the next few minutes with you. So no matter where you are today, welcome, enjoy the podcast, and stick with us to the end because we are going to be praying for you. Are you ready? Let's head into today's podcast. Hi, everyone. It's Pamela. Welcome back to the Everyday Women Rooted in God's Word podcast. Uh, Before we dive into lesson five in our pray and don't lose heart study, I wanted to just take a minute and just say, welcome. We are so glad you have made it to week five. I have, uh, Becky, I have just loved the pace at which we are going through this, that we are taking it in little nuggets because our week this week is on how the word brings supply. I know. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it, it's amazing. And, uh-huh. um, as, as we start out before I get some of your thoughts, just on what it has been like to bring these prayer requests before the Lord, to write them down on our worksheets and, and slowly take this in chunks. I want to read the, the verse that stuck out to me just right away. Philippians four nineteen that says, I am convinced that my God will fully satisfy every need that you have. And I just want to underline For anyone that's coming today and listening for the need that you have specifically where you're at in your life, every need, this is, this is the truth. This is the promise of the word of God. This is Paul speaking and writing from prison Mm -hmm. saying that God will meet every need that you have for, I have seen the abundant riches of glory. It says revealed to me through Jesus Christ. So even for him, His circumstances didn't change, but the greatest need was the presence of Jesus Christ in his circumstances. Mm -hmm. And that is always available to you, sister. Amen. (laughs) Me too. Yes. Yes. Oh, so Becky, what are are your thoughts just as we enter lesson five? Oh, wow. Every need. You know, earlier when we were talking, you asked me, you know, in our 
45 years of marriage, me and Scotty, you know, mm. where have I seen that need met? Oh, so many times. But you know, the first example that popped into my mind was I was 39 weeks pregnant <laughs> uh, with my fourth daughter. And Scotty had been talking, hinting at really feeling like he wanted to move out of the corporate world and into consulting. And I was like filled with fear. I liked Mm. the steady check. I liked Mm. the insurance plan. I liked, you know, all of the benefits of that he was receiving right where he was at. And that change just scared me. What happened was he actually lost his job. I I have this brilliant husband and I am like, There's no reason why he would lose his job. Yeah. Um, Except for, I think God just said, it's time. Becky's 39 weeks pregnant. She's going to be occupied with a baby in just a week. And (laughs) we got her busy. Now I'm going to work on, I mean, it was like, I could do nothing. Mm. I I just, it had to be completely out of my hands. Mm. There was never, we went through a season of consulting and then Mm. he actually did go back into the corporate world. But in that season of consulting, he met us every single time, just when a job would close down and we, you know, my heart would flutter. My worry might start. Mm. Another one would just pop up. I saw it over and over again. Now, had I tried to dictate that plan, like I was trying to do, (laughs) like you mentioned abundance, we, we would have missed out on the abundance that God had for us and not just financial abundance. There is so much other abundance that comes when you uh, just put your trust in Jesus day by day for your yes. needs. And yes. you, your need, you just lay it out there just in honesty to the Lord. This is this is my need, you know. Yes, I might be my want right now also, <laughs> but it's yes. my need. Oh, yes. Man. Oh, I know someone was so encouraged by that story, Becky. Well, you know, <laughs> like probably in a very similar season of just like, Lord, really? Yeah, I know. I'm I'm right there with you. So, wow. Thank you. I know Philippians 419 was one of the key verses that we, we worked on right away at the beginning of this lesson. Yeah. Um, but then what next? What next, Pamela? What impacted you in this study? Yeah, well, this, you know, this week's lesson is on lead me not into temptation. Mm, yes. And and that, oh, you know. I love the wrestle that you have us go through. Is it the Lord, you know, that mm-hmm. leads us there? Is it the, is it the enemy side swipes and, you know, God, God works in and through all things. We know that he does not author any evil in our life. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. always has a way out for us when it comes to temptation. When you had us look up the verse, James one, two through eight, it also brought me back to a story. And I, I want to just read this verse in the, in the message version for our listeners, because this really is about, you know, it's kind of this conundrum in a lot of translations. It says, consider it pure joy. And I know I hear that and listener, you might hear that. And you might just want to shut this off. Like really mm-hmm. what I'm yeah. walking through. It's not pure joy. That's right. But, <laughs> and I don't and, even want to feel pure joy. No, I just, it's just mm-hmm. like everything rises up in us. Like I am yeah. not going to feel pure joy in this. No, no, because I'm in the middle of a crisis. Mm-hmm. It feels like chaos. You know, we just went through two years of COVID. and But it says, uh, and I love, you know, Eugene Peterson, I live, for those of you that that might just be joining us just today, is I'm in the beautiful area of the Flathead Valley in um, Kalispell, Montana, but down in Lakeside, Montana, when I was a missionary with Youth with a Mission, I lived about a mile away from Eugene Peterson's house. 
Wow. Right. <laughs> Which is where he translated a lot of this, of the message. Oh, and, word. and it, it truly is a holy space. And, you know, a, I, I was going to say, it must just be an anointed valley. I mean, just the whole, just oh. let me walk there. <laughs> well, please, you are welcome. You are all welcome. Come with Becky and come and visit. Yes. <laughs> uh, but he wrote this, consider it a sheer gift, friends. When tests and challenges come at you from all sides, you know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Mm -hmm. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. So I just love this. Don't try to get out of anything prematurely. And I think, you know, lead us not into the temptation of trying to solve something on our own, the, t- the temptation of blame shifting, like, Lord, what are you doing here? No, uh-uh. he, he is our anchor. He is our provider. He is our defender. We don't in our grief shift our blame and on the Lord because mm-hmm. God is the one who is in these things. And I will have to tell you that um, my oldest son is in the military. And when he was going through basic training, we had a little roadmap as moms of what our sons were going through. And when you give birth to this precious little boy, the last thing you think of is having him be gassed one week and be beat up another week and go through what they call hell week. And you're, you're, you're walking through all of this and it is, it is so heart-wrenching. And, and it honestly, it took my breath away at times. And the Lord brought me to this verse and he said, Pamela, your son is being trained right now. And yes, it is difficult for him, but the training that is provided for him is not the real enemy. What what is happening right now, this is not a war against him. He will face the real enemy and he will have the skills to be able to, with his muscle memory, go to Mm. battle in a way that will save his life. Wow. I believe someone needs to hear this. Don't try to get out of anything prematurely because what you will learn in this season Mm. will save your life in the next season for the battle that is in front of you. Um, you know, I, I heard Susie Larson speak on this, that, that when the men were in the boat from the feeding of the 5,000 to going to the other side, a storm rose up in the middle of the lake and they were, you know, whining and, you know, Lord, why did you bring us out here to die? And he said, oh, you of little faith. And they needed to have that time in the storm in the middle of the lake because they were going to the other side to face the demoniac. And you would have thought that they would have learned that the provider was there when they were fed with all the people, but they needed to learn who Jesus was for them in the storm. Wow. Yes. Amen. Yes. Who, who needs to know that today? I needed to be reminded of that today. Thank you for including that in our study. Not to be tempted to say, oh, you know, that the Lord can't use this. And yes, there are things that the enemy tries to sideswipe us on and take us out in. But the Lord said that he will work all things and it is all things Mm. together for our good and for his glory if we are called according to his purpose. And so daughter, stay humble, stay submitted, say, Lord, what is Mm -hmm. your plan in all of this? Mm -hmm. Um, And and don't try to get out of it prematurely. Mm -hmm. So good. You know, Mm. you mentioned the woman who might be grieving. It wasn't quite the words you used, but that was what really I, as I was praying this um, earlier before we started about where we should maybe head in prayer, I felt like it was for the grieving woman, whether that was a death, a divorce, or some kind of a loss, you know, whether it's relationships or work or, you know, just that loss. 
What really impacted me in this lesson was when we were looking up the scriptures that use that word supply. One of the scriptures that we looked up was one of my favorites, and that absolutely impacted my life when I was grieving the death of my mom and dad. Mm. They had passed away within four months of each other, and I had never experienced grief of a loved one so close. I didn't know how to grieve. I just felt like the Holy Spirit was leading me. Mm. And I was, I've always been a studier of the word and really you know, strong morning devotional life. And mm-hmm. I just, nothing was impacting me, even though, even the reading really wasn't even, I felt like it wasn't getting through. But yeah. so what I did was I picked up a tried and true devotional that I had done other years. And I just began to read it, whether I felt anything. You know, I just, I read it day by day. And one day it led me to Romans 15, verse 13. And it says, I pray that God, the source of hope will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. The supply of joy and peace and confident hope in my life. And so there was something that finally, when I read scripture, something resonated in me. And so I wrote it down and I actually wrote it into a prayer. Like, Lord, I'm not feeling this right now, but it says that your Holy Spirit will fill me to overflowing with confident hope. Yes, I know my mom and dad are in heaven. I have that hope. I'm confident of that. But where's that joy? Where's, where's the peace where I just don't feel like I've got that, but this is your job, Lord, God, that you're the God of hope. This is your job. And so every day it was like, I just submitted that prayer and Mm -hmm. he, and then as I look back, I look back on that as a season where he began to drip the supply of joy and peace and confident hope. And as my heart healed and I worked through grief, yeah. I I stuck there. Like you said, I stuck there in that place. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I wasn't trying to ignore it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to, you know, push my way through grieving. Yeah. I just stayed in the place where I was. And then the Holy Spirit did the work. Uh-huh. And now a few years later, I can, I can look back and go, that was a season of supply, overflowing uh, supply of joy, peace, and confident hope. Oh, so, wow. so blessed every time I read that, every time I read that verse. Wow. This blessing of supply that we're praying about and that we look to our worksheets on, it was that part about how the word goes out from the Lord and it doesn't come back empty handed. but it accomplishes like first of all it it always produces fruit is what Mm -hmm. Isaiah 55 10 and 11 Mm -hmm. okay even in my life in that grieving moment the word went out I mean it was like it was here the word came into me (laughs) whether I felt it or not the word Mm -hmm. came into me the power Mm -hmm. of that word came into me yeah and you know it says it always produces fruit and and that was that blessing of growth And it always accomplishes what God intends it to do. Mm. And there's that supply. There's Mm. that supply that that there is for us. Yes. And and so I just, at the end, I'm going to pray for the women. I'm going to pray joy, peace, and confident hope. Uh. But but what supply 
are you putting into your prayer worksheets right now? No. Well, you know, my just today changed. (laughs) And so we are, you know, just real time uh, doing this with you. I, I, I have another worksheet and I had something else in mind, but you know, today we, I, we had a life disruption. I'm planning on doing a executive women's retreat here in beautiful Montana. And we've had a VRBO rented for the last eight months to sleep 24. And you can't find a whole lot of those. It's gorgeous. And of course, it's going to be beautiful in the fall. And that's when our retreat is. And we, we got a notice today that our, um, the house sold and it's no longer available to us. Oh my and, goodness. you know, I just, uh, you know, lead me not into the temptation of being very frustrated <laughs> with, with the situation. And, and yet we have put so much prayer into this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm teaming with uh, another partner that I work with, who is a Clifton strengths coach, and she is a woman of faith. And every time you, we get to work with these teams of, of, just beautiful executive women. And I just want to say that whether you are at home with your child or whether you are in the boardroom, you have been created with strengths that you are using right now. You are teaching Mm -hmm. that child. Mm -hmm. You are leading your family. You are running those finances. You are being a great friend to your neighbors. And so every one of us is in that space of, of needing to ground and grow these women have a certain level of expectation of what we can deliver (laughs) and as far as accommodations go. And, uh, you know, we are not in a tent camping. And uh, so, so the Lord is going to supply Becky and I am, I am anxious to find out, you know, not anxious in my spirit because Mm -hmm. I, I literally came into agreement and said, all right, Lord, what is your better plan? I just want to speak over the women right now. This wasn't a part of our text this week, but in Psalm 23, where it says that surely your goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Yes. And really a better translation for that is that the goodness of the Lord is chasing after me all the days of my life Mm -hmm. and that we need to slow down enough. So my mind wanted to race ahead and wanted to problem solve. My mind wanted to go to, ah, you know, I've got to get on and get out all of this. The Lord said, that because his goodness is chasing after me, I need to slow down to get his good plan for what this is. And so the first thing I did, and again, because I just love the timing of of where we are at in the study, the temptation was to speed ahead. And I am, I am an activator. I'm strategic. I can in myself probably come up with a, with a plan, but would it be the best plan? Would it be, would it be God's plan? And so I am circling this up. I want to invite you ladies to agree with me in prayer. I know Becky's going to, as we're praying for all of you, for the things that you are Mm -hmm. also praying for, uh, we have these real life things that happen. And, Mm -hmm. um, and there was, you know, you spoke of grief, Becky, and there was an element of, of what happens in grief, which is, you know, the shock of it, where you, you are, you have this awareness that something that you were counting on is lost. So mm-hmm. grief is so incredible, especially when it's our, our loved one, our parent. Mm-hmm. It is deep, deep grief. But we all are also grieving the things that are happening in our world right now. Yes. Um, you know, with the things that are not certain, which mm-hmm. feels like it's everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we don't mm-hmm. know if we can get on a plane or not. But what mm-hmm. you did, Becky, I want to affirm you for because that that confident hope that I know you're going to pray over these women. 
by declaring it and by recognizing that your brain was a, a bit, you know, in despair and, mm-hmm. and sometimes numb, I'm sure that, that I just want to let you know that the same place in our brains that process deep grief, then when that deep grief is processed, allow for the great joy. And mm. so because you didn't detach from the grief, because you didn't ignore it and get busy and just try to do all the things because you, you declared the truth of the word of the Lord over it. You actually opened up the possibility to experience mm. that great joy again. And this is our God who created our brains. And oftentimes we don't sit with those seasons of lament We're tempted to just try to pivot and move the corner and go on. But if we do not lament, we actually rob ourselves of the ability to experience that great joy again. And I have a lot of people that come to me that just say, you know, I'm I'm numb. I don't know what it is. And I ask them, what is the area that you haven't grieved in your life yet? Yeah, because it's stuck. It's like the, their receiver is absolutely blocked up. And so we walk through a process of grieving. And sometimes that's 10, 15 years old. Sometimes that's just a year old. And sometimes it feels to them like the smallest thing, but it's very big. And once they can release that, they then open up that possibility to receive that joy. As you were talking, so many things were like, <laughs> I saw, I actually saw pictures. Um, first of all, when you were talking about the goodness pursuing us, yes. I had this flashback. I can't even tell you what movie it was, wow. but there was this, um, there was this flood happening in this building. And this, this woman was running down the hall, trying not to have the crash of the wave Ugh. come over her mm. and, and she's running. And, and we, as you're watching it, you're actually going run, run, you know, but, I'm like, no, this is the kind of way we actually want to crash into us. We just, we, like you said, we need to slow down. This is the goodness of the Lord that's going to come over the top of us. Yes, yes, yeah. (laughs) Not not to crush us in any way. Not, no. No, but to lift us up and supply. Oh, man. Oh, my (laughs) word. Yeah. So good. And then just as you... We're just reaffirming, you know, how I just kind of sat in the word, even though I didn't feel all gushy about the word, the word in itself, God's word in itself, it says, I think in Hebrews is alive and active It is in itself. It doesn't need Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. to be alive and active. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need me to be powerful. It, it is alive and active. Mm -hmm. And if I just as, as, as however I can receive that word into me, even if it's just um, saying it or reading it or hearing it, no matter the emotions I have that go with it, I still believe in the power of the word of God being Mm -hmm. active in me and Mm -hmm. working in me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, let's just close in prayer for our Mm -hmm. listener. Um, And I'm going to kind of just pray out of this Romans 15, 13 verse. Yes. I pray that God, the source of hope, Lord, I thank you. You, your word says you are the source of hope. You are the God of hope. There's nothing that changes that. That is, that is your attribute. That is your character. That is who you are. Hope, hope. 
Thank you for that, Lord. It doesn't matter what's happening in our world, the world all around us or the world within us or the world in our neighborhood or the world in our house. It doesn't matter. That does not change that you are the God of hope. And I pray, friend, listener, that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. And friend, even if you feel like your faith is so little right now and you maybe feel like you're not even really trusting him, you still have a measure of faith, whether you feel it or not. And you just turning your heart toward him is that, that act of trust and faith, that you just turn to receiver mode from your father of hope and he will begin to fill you with joy and peace. And then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that it is not our job to fill ourselves with anything. That we can't fill ourselves with confident hope or joy or peace, but that is your work. We invite the wave of the goodness of God to overflow us. We invite the wave of the presence of God that is filled with joy and peace. We will choose, like like Pamela read in James, we will choose to count it all joy. I don't even know for sure what count it all joy means, except for my grumpy self, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me my angry words, sometimes directed at you. I just want to stay right here in your presence as you just cover us with your goodness and your hope and your peace and your joy. Thank you, Lord. Your word is alive and active and it is inside of us working for good. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, we just have to sing this because this part of the song says, your goodness is running after, running after me. Let it catch you. Your goodness is running after, running after me. Oh, yeah. There it is. Woo! (laughs) Pamela. I am so glad you joined us today. James 5.16 describes what happens when you pray. The effective prayer of a righteous woman can accomplish much. That word effective is the Greek word energio. Did you hear that word energy in that Greek word? Effective means that God's activity and work is happening inside of you and the people you love. When you pray, God takes your invitation and steps into your life and starts working. So hang in there, keep praying, and don't lose heart. God bless, and we'll be back next week with another podcast.